Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. Today I have a very special guest. She's so dope. Her and I will discuss comedy and uh, confidence. Okay, Elle, uh, I'm your... <laughs> I'm your host, Jasmine W., and my guest today is a comedian and actress born and raised in Providence, Rhode Island, and her career goal is to write and star in her own show, and she will, trust me, y'all. Give it up for my friend, Jalen Eves. <laughs> y'all, okay, before we get started, you're already going to love this episode, but you need to follow Jalen Eves on Instagram, so it's at the Jalen Eves. That's J A Y L I N E A V E S. The Jalen Eves on Instagram. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I was so excited. I'm like, oh, is it the Jasmine? The <laughs> conversations? Oh, me? I felt honored. I was like, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm honored to have you. Okay, y'all, one thing y'all don't understand what about Jalen is her energy be on a thousand. Dude, I'm, try- I'm trying really hard to like. <laughs> uh, she's always like this. She's You're always so positive, Jalen. And that's one thing that I, that's like my favorite thing about you. You're always positive and you're always uplifting. And it's just like a black girl that's gorgeous and her skin be popping because she don't be hating on nobody. You know, that's how you keep your skin popping. We keep together. I don't get it. I don't get it. Period. So I'm so happy to have you on. Okay. Um, we always start the podcast with a quote of the day. And your quote that you chose is, you can't be hesitant about who you are by Viola Davis. What does this quote mean to you? Why'd you pick it? Well, first off, I love Viola Davis. She's on my vision board. Like, I have a whole board of people, and she's one of them. She's from Rhode Island as well. So, like, yeah, I didn't know that. Yes, girl. I think my cousin was her RA, literally. Like, yeah. Yeah, I ain't gonna name drop because she's gonna be like, girl, I don't know your cousin, but I, I think about that every time. Um, yeah, and she, like, her story of just how she came out and how she made it and, like, um, her drive, I think she's just, like, such an empowering, like, motivational, inspiring woman. And she's from where I'm from. Like, I've never seen anybody make it that big from Rhode Island. Like, it's the smallest state. And there are people who have, you know, had moments of success or things of that nature, people that might be well known, but, like, Nobody like Viola, like, come on, come on, Annie. Like, she's out here, you know, really making strides in the entertainment industry. And I always, like, watch her interviews, and I try to see, like, what keeps her going or how, you know, what mindset do you have to be at to be at the level that she is? Yeah. And that was something that um, <clears throat> she had said that really hit me, because it's true. Like, you have to know who you are in this entertainment industry, or just, I mean, in life, but especially in entertainment, because... People will try and tell you who you are all the time or who you need to be or like mm. what works or what doesn't work. And it's like, you will never be a star. You will never be someone to remember if you're trying to be other people all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you have to really own it and know who you are. And that's something that she always talks about and like empowers other women to do as well. So I just felt like that's something that I'm dealing with. And I'm, I feel like I kind of struggled at one point coming out here a little bit just because it's like, I've always been myself, but then once you start getting other opportunities or other shows or other people try to market you, they kind of have an idea of what yourself should be. Yeah. And it's, so it's confusing. It's hard. It's like, how do I be me, but be this different version, but still be myself, but not. That don't make no sense, but that's how it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Wow. For, cause I had competed in Miss Rhode Island when before and as a pageant. And that was, that was probably like the biggest lesson I ever learned about being about who you are. Cause it's like, you have to be yourself. Yeah. But be 
polished, well-mannered, grammar person that you might not be during the day. I know one question that they asked was like, what celebrity do you love? Or like, who's your favorite artist? And I was like, Beyonce, but that's not what they want to hear. So you have to change it to somebody like different. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, be you, but don't be you, but be you. That's kind of the advice I've gotten from the pageant and like even in the industry. So it's, it's always hard and it, it kind of doesn't make sense. So yeah. you have to be the person to tell them, you know what, this makes sense for me. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to be. So that's yeah. why like the hesitation of being who you are i've felt that and i've struggled with that trying to be this version that i think i need to be versus who i am so i'm realizing now that like it really you just you can't listen to the noise like you gotta be your own muse like yeah I chose that. it's crazy that it's crazy to me that somebody would tell you jaylen to be a different version of you when the original you is dope and different and just so authentically you you know what i mean it's like people are gonna love Jalen because she is Jalen. so why would y'all want to change what the Jalen recipe that don't make sense the recipe okay well for that it just depends on what it is and also i think a little bit was also me like feeling insecure about myself too because it's like you know especially doing comedy like one show you're, you're everybody loves you you are the shit you can't tell me nothing goodbye drop the mic do <laughs> a million dollars you're poor like that's how you feel and then another show <laughs> it's like um you ain't shit who are you Jay? who goodbye stomp roaches so it's it's just <laughs> the ups and downs of it like it can be confusing and like i think once i moved out here i just really wanted to like make it right away and i know that's like not the mentality to have it's a marathon yeah. but that was how i felt yeah. i felt like i could do it and i should like the fuck period yeah and, and then going through that process, it's like, I've had, I've had ups and downs in my confidence, like, all the time, all the yeah. time. I think part of that was me, like, feeling like maybe I am too much, maybe, because I feel like I'm, like, very out there and loud, which I like about me, but in different scenarios, I felt a little shy about that. So, like, it's yeah. just been a process of having to really love who you are, like, and loving who I am and not being shy about that. But there have been instances where, like, people are like, you know, be you, but, like, a little less. That's crazy. Okay. Well, y'all, I have some questions for you. We always start with random questions as well. And my number one question is just really based off what you were saying, because I've always seen you as a super confident person. And one of the main questions I get like on TikTok and stuff like that is like, how are you so confident? Have you always been, th been this confident? And that's one thing I thought about you when I met you. I was like, wow, she is so confident. Have you always, like, we all have insecurities. But have you always been like a, a comfortable with who you are and like comfortable in your own skin and everything? Or have you struggled with that? Definitely not. Definitely mm -hmm. not. I was very insecure, especially like as a kid. Like I had an early growth spurt. I was like the tallest in my class, all my teachers, all the boys. And like, I just had a very, I didn't, I didn't understand like how to be feminine. Like I dressed really like, I don't know, like I had cornrows down to my back, like, which is cute. But at the time, like growing up, like I didn't feel like it was, I didn't feel like I was pretty. Like yeah. I just looked so different from everybody all the time. And so um, it took me a while to get to a point where I felt like I'm popping, I'm fire, you can't touch me, period. You know what I'm saying? It takes a while to get there, but I've had to like really self-reflect and like really look at my experiences. And I think also like uplifting people helps me feel good about myself as well. And mm. so because I love to see other people smiling and people happy. Like I think that 
that's something I realized is core to who I am is, is making people feel good about who they are. Because a lot of times we don't. And I think I know how that feels to not feel good about myself. And like, I wish I had somebody constantly cheering me on to let me know it's okay. And I can be who I am. And like, I'm great just the way that I was, that I am. So I try to be that for other people because most people don't have that in their lives. And I've been realizing that more and more and more and how like, I think it's like, I try to be like funny and like whatever, I'll get people something to laugh about. But people tell me it really makes a difference. And like, that's what, has helped me build myself up too because it's like we can all feel that and that's yes. a feeling to all feel good about each other because then that's when things blossom to something else so like I haven't always felt good about myself it's taken a lot of work I do a lot of self-reflection I do a lot of meditation like I write my feelings out like it's it's hard it's hard and it's okay if it's hard you don't gotta wake up feeling banging every day you can yeah. wake up a little dusty that's fine but no, at the end of the day, you will never be dusty. Like, that's just the, the points I try to make. Like, you know. Yes. I have, I write things on my board, like, very much into affirmations. That's what I'm working on, making an um, affirmations album for people to listen to as well. Wow, that's dope. Yeah, you gotta feel good. It's hard to feel good. It really is hard. So I've, I put a lot of work into it. Yes, and that's one thing that I've asked so many women on, that on this podcast. And that's one thing that I've learned. And it made me feel like I'm not alone in the struggle to feel good about yourself all the time. But it's not easy. It takes work. Yeah, you have to practice telling yourself, I'm fire. <laughs> you really do. Like, it's okay. I think I'm learning to be nice to myself and loving to myself. And that all comes a part of being confident. Because if you're forgiving with you, that's how you can learn to, like, to love better and to be better because you forgive yourself. You could forgive other people easier. And then it's like a lot of the weight that you carry just, just you know, goes away slowly. So that's also what I feel like contributes to being confident is you have to know how to forgive. Like, yeah. And I have a hard time forgiving myself. So like, that's what I practice like the most. And it helps, it definitely helps. Wow. It, it, that actually like forgiving yourself reminds me of there was another episode about um, with my cousin about Pfeiffer syndrome because she has a daughter with Pfeiffer syndrome. And she said, you got to have grace. Yeah, like you got to have grace for yourself, you know, and that's just the same thing as forgiveness. So that's dope. Oh, my goodness. OK, y'all know what? We're going to take a quick break because y'all need to little marinate on that. And <laughs> <laughs> the knowledge that was dropped. <laughs> Okay, and when we come back, we're going to be asking uh, Jalen some more questions to get to know her. The next question is uh, about Viola Davis. I don't want to be shady, but it's going to be a little bit shady. But, you know, it's all it's all in fun and everything. So we, we'll be right back. Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. Make sure you follow Jalen on Instagram at the Jalen Eves, spell J-A-Y-L-I-N-E-A-V-E-S. And I hope you know how to spell the, okay? So the Jalen Eves on Instagram. So <laughs> your quote today from the, today's episode, Jalen came from Viola Davis. And I wanted to ask your opinion, okay? I got a little shade. Well, I got a little shady on Instagram, even though I love Viola Davis. She's gorgeous. She's talented. But I do think that she's been typecast in this industry because I think she plays very similar roles all the time. And that's why I was like, I don't know if she would be one of my favorite actresses because she plays very similar roles. What's your opinion on that? This is not even about Viola Davis necessarily, just the typecast in itself. Because honestly, most actors play the same roles. 
to yeah. be real. A lot of actors that are, that are big or that have names, like a lot of their roles, you can kind of compare and contrast to. So I think it's like, once you find something like Viola Davis, her control of her emotions is insane. Yeah. Like she it can cry on, on point, but like, it's not even just about the tears. Like she can, she has so much emotion that she can bring out all the time. That's hard. Not a lot of actors can do that. So when there's a role that fulfills that those needs, she can do that. And I think yeah. that's why she's constantly in those types of roles because she's one of the very few black women are actors just period who is able to embody all of that and really make it into a character and not just for the physicality of it. So I think in that sense, I would agree that like sometimes her roles are pretty similar, but that's what it demands. Like that's what it needs to capture. And I think, but what's hard about is Viola is like, and she's talked about this briefly too, is like her own identity. I think she's always trying to be compared to somebody like, oh, Viola is a black male street. No, she's the Viola Davis. Like yeah. why does she have to be like another actor in the industry. She doesn't, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I think again, it's just like the caliber of your emotions and your range as an actor. It does make you typecast, but okay, like, you know, <laughs> so what? Like, when you, when you worked at Burger King, you worked at McDonald's and then you worked at KFC. Like, okay. <laughs> all right, and we just ain't seeing it in public. It don't matter, it don't matter. I was sla I was snapping so hard. I hit my I hurt my hand on my lamp in my uh, apartment. Girl, you know what? You got me together. That's so true. Right. Because the roles that Viola plays demands somebody who can evoke emotion on the spot or, or true emotion or emotion on the spot, and that's why she plays those roles. Exactly. Because anything else would be she's overqualified. Yeah. She can't play no waitress for what. <laughs> Right. I mean, she can, she would bring a new level to it, but it's like, I think it's, it's, it's more of a challenge for her. And that's something that she wants that she also wanted to um, bring into the industry. Like she wants to be challenged and be moved and play things that might feel different to her, but, but, but are the same for us. But cause it's different types of emotion yeah. that she's bringing out. Even if she's crying, she might be angry or she might really be in depression. Like she's, yeah. we're seeing the same, but for her, it might feel differently. And yeah. I think, she's at that point where she needs that challenge. She can't just play guest star, like pop in and out of things because no, she got a promotion. She can't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> she really can. She's really, she, she's really dope. She's really dope. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, my next question for you is what's one when you've uh, had this quarantine? Like so what's one thing that you got to do or one thing that you accomplished that, that you think is really, really awesome? Um, I, I feel like we touched about it a little bit, but I feel like quarantine is definitely when I had to check myself about myself and like I really dug into my feelings and I like, I asked for help and I usually don't do that. Yes. And, you know, and then I started getting more into like my creativity wise, like I, this is the most content I've ever put out. And like, um, I wrote like a spec script, but like, I feel like I was more creative, but at the same time I let myself have a break from trying to do so many things and just like, I just talk to me and I like express myself more. And like, I have a hard time opening up a lot of times and like, that's something that I've gotten better at and I've been practicing. So like, I feel like the win was really me. Like I won me back, honestly. Yes. <laughs> because I was always busy. Like that was, that was when I think, right before quarantine happened, like we were doing shows and then I was working all the time and I never had a break in between. So whatever I felt, I either had to go perform or I had to go to work. And it, yeah. there was nothing for me to work on. Like I, I had all these emotions that I didn't know what to do with. So 
to me, I definitely won that back of like learning how to deal with that and getting into meditation and learning how to relax and like control my anxiety. Like, I feel like these are problems that people don't think I have, like you mentioned, like, because I don't show that because that's not, you know, that's not the person I want to be. So I'm working on continuously being the woman I want to be, which is what I show. Yeah. all this stuff behind the scenes but that was probably the biggest thing that I took away because I needed it like I really needed to like check in with myself yeah I would love to the person that I want to be that I'm not is I'm not um good at meditating like I do it every now and then but I don't really commit to it you know like Girl, I, my mind is, it's very hard for me to turn my mind off. So I don't even get excited about meditating because I know like my mind is just literally always going. Always. Me too. And I talk fast and sometimes I can't even get the words out because I'm thinking so much faster. So like, yeah, me too. And I was always like fighting about meditation because I'm like, first of all, no. Like, what do I want to just sit there and be quiet? That's dumb. Like I had... <laughs> I had every judgment possible of meditation, but then it got to a point where it wasn't even me trying to like be judged anymore. I felt like I needed it. I felt like I really needed to calm myself down because the road I was going of just overthinking and constantly freaking myself out about things was just bringing me down. And I'm like, I can't, I can't feel like this anymore. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to try it. And it's, there's so many different types that you can try that'll help. Even if it's for 30 seconds, like, okay, that's 30 seconds of you just like calming down. And like, I still listen to guided ones. Yeah, I can't just. I'm. I'm not at the point yet where I just literally cross my legs and like I'm not there yet. So yeah, I still do the guided meditations. I like the music, um, or I'll go for walks. It's different. You, going for walks is very meditative. Like, so you can just try different things that doesn't feel like it's um sitting down and I'm meditating because that yeah. that concept you, you you're judging it and I feel you because I did the same thing and I I still do sometimes. I'm like, look at me about to meditate because I'm sad. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> anymore it helps so i would say like i go on youtube and i just look up different ones i take uh nap meditations i take a lot of naps i be tired yeah so like 20 minute nap meditations and um they help even okay. if you're just laying down okay i feel like you just inspired me to like have some have that to work on this week because it makes a difference in like your being and like I, i'm somebody who i get a lot of anxiety when i'm stressed out like that's yeah. always been something that i dealt with and i didn't realize it was that big of a deal until I like came and lived on my own. And then I like realized that if I'm not feeling a hundred percent, that's like what I came out here to be. Is yeah. Me, you know what I'm saying? So I, that's why I took it more serious because I'm like, if I feel like shit, I'm not going to get booked on anything. I'm not going to be good at this audition. I'm not going to be good at anything. And that's literally like my money. Yeah. Much. So that helps me, but I also have a hard time with it still. And I haven't been doing it. I, I was doing it every day. Like, I'm still consistent. It's like a, a love-hate relationship. You got to, like, lean a little bit, you know, try it. It's like exercise, girl. Yeah, it's like exercise. No, I will admit, too, like, I, when I don't feel good, I don't do nothing. Like, if you ever see me, if you ever see a day where I'm not posting or something, like, I don't feel good. Because I cannot post if I don't feel good. I'll be like, Jasmine, you a bad bitch, period. Have a great <laughs> Your fire, your skin, I know is glowing. I can feel it in my bones. Beautiful. Have a good one. Got you. Thank you for telling me that. Perfect. I'm ready. So, you know, girl. Uh, okay, well, my last random question for you is kind of fun. Um, if you could travel anywhere to eat anything, where would you go and what would you eat? Well, I really want to go to Brazil, but I've had Brazilian food. I don't, but everything is fire. Like, I want. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want bread. I know that's that's whack, but I don't care. I want their bread with their mantega, which is butter, and then they got the special type of ham, and the cheese just be different. Like that's what they want. I've been craving that sandwich because um, I mean, I had it in Portugal, mm-hmm. in Portugal too, but I know like they also have the same shit in Brazil. Wait, you said your family's from Portugal too? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, cause cause I'm Cavardian and Cavardian yeah. is black, so it's a mix of both. That's pretty much where we are. So you never been to Brazil? No. Ah, oh, me either. I want to go so bad. I want to go to Jamaica too. I want to go Netherlands too. I'm answering all these other questions. Wait, I want to go-, go to the Netherlands. I want to go to the Netherlands. I want to go to Iceland. I um want to go to Greece. Like once I'm able to travel, goodbye, peace. <laughs> I've been to a few places. Like I went to Belize. I, I went to Gay Red before, but I was young. I don't remember that. I went to Angola and like I went when I was young and I feel like I didn't appreciate it as I would now. Yeah. And um like I feel like I'm I understand the importance of travel and culture and like experiences, how it makes you just a more fulfilled person. Like I get it now, so I'm ready. Like I wanna go. I wanna go. Yes. Well listen, I'll go to Brazil with you. Uh I'll I'll go to Greece with you. Let's go. But I ain't going to the Netherlands or Iceland with you. <laughs> we, we, we got two places to go. That's cool. We'll I'm going to come back home. <laughs> oh, okay, y'all. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into some trending topics. It's going to be all about comedy. So including Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, and even uh, the Grammys and being a creative and giving up. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. back to Colored Couch Conversations. This is the last time I'm going to tell y'all to follow her on Instagram and on TikTok. Luckily, it's the same handle, so uh, y'all ain't got no excuses. It's T-H-E-J-A-Y-L-I-N-E-A-V-E-S, the Jalen Eves. Remember that name, because y'all, she going to be famous, okay? We could be famous together. <laughs> we sure are, and we're going to be in Greece, and y'all, and we're going to be like, ow. Okay, we are now talking about some trending topics. So I really, I'm so excited to talk to you about comedy um, and being in entertainment in general. Um, So Dave Chappelle dropped an eight minute video on his Instagram and he entitled it Unforgiven. Um, And it was literally all about the fact that when he did the Dave Chappelle show, he signed a contract that handed over the rights to his name um, he didn't own the show. He didn't own his name. And when he left the show, he said because he didn't fulfill his contract, he didn't get paid. So they didn't pay him anything for the show is what he said. And he's asking us not to watch it because he want his money. Dave Chappelle's always dropping gems for us as comedians. But I wanted to know what you thought about this because we're both new to the entertainment industry compared to Dave Chappelle, right? Do you think that Viacom owes Dave money or do you think that as a creative, he was advised, you know, improperly by his lawyers and that he just signed a bad deal and that he should just live with it because it's a contract. So, and he signed it. So they don't owe him anything, which I'm asking you because I've heard people say, people say, I've heard people say it's business. He signed a bad contract and now he has to deal with it. What would you say as a, as a creative or, you know, as a businesswoman? I feel like how many people have signed a bad contract and they get out of it? Everybody, for the most part. That's the thing. I think 
even if it was a bad deal and like maybe he did make a mistake, okay, you learn from it, but that doesn't mean that they he, that he should be taken advantage of. Mm. No, you don't sign up for that. Like at the time, it might have been what he felt was best, and he thought he could fulfill that his role and continue out and fulfill his contract. Life happens, decisions happen. He's a creative. He didn't do that. As understood, he did break the deal. They could work something else out, but to not pay him anything for that for the creativity, for the views, and for his art, that's that's crazy. No, I think Dave Chappelle is a pioneer of his own career and he always has been, and that's not gonna change. He doesn't let anybody tell him what he can or cannot do. And that's something to be admired and looked upon, but that's not something you could take his money away from him and he could just do nothing about, no, no, no. I think he has every right to fight back. I think they do owe him money because at the end of the day, it's his show, his words, his writing, his art, his vision. They wouldn't have shit to promote or even be running if it didn't get from that show. And that was his biggest show ever. So like, no, I think there's so many things that happen in business that we don't know about. You you could pretty much get out of anything. You have enough lawyers, enough money, you can get out of anything. How many times have we seen these white people get out of the crazy shit that don't make no damn sense? Every day. Every day. Like No, just because what? He's a a black man and a comedian who's very outspoken about himself and makes his own decisions in life, he he should be penalized for that as far as not being paid at all, not even a dime, not even some bubble gum, like, no. And you know what? That's exactly what I said. I'm just so happy for Dave because he's at the point in his career where he can get on his Instagram where he only has two posts, but millions of followers and say, y'all need to, first of all, he called Netflix and said, take it down, please. First of all, how you gonna do this? You gonna call Netflix. That's the point that got me. Let me call Netflix real quick. Hold on, let me. Yo, Net, take it down. I bet. Like, the fact that you could just do that. It, it, it's not an easy thing to be a black man and get to the point uh, in, in your career where you can say, I, we need to negotiate something, I need to be paid, or if not, I'm going to take it. And I, I want to I see how he going to take it, though. <laughs> he just made a long phone call. Take it. I mean, he's a legend for so many different reasons, but I feel like the way that he views the industry, the way that he views himself, the way that he views this business is very much like, you are not going to take me apart. It's kind of what we talked about in the beginning. Like, he knows who he is, and he does not let nobody tell him otherwise, and so he runs it. That's what I like to tell. He runs the show. A lot of times, like, you know, other celebrities or whatever, and I get it. Like, I feel like they have less control of things, and, like, they're pretty much being told what to do all the time, and that's fine, but, like, He's been one who's been vocal and like has shown you and will talk about, no, I'm gonna do this and you gonna deal with it and shut up or it's just not gonna happen. Like, yeah. like that's what we need to see more of. And it's almost looked down upon to do that, but it's like, it's your career. If you were getting paid, if you weren't getting paid for a service you did in a corporate job, you would be bumping in that office like, excuse me, I need to be paid. Yes. And no one would have any issue with that because that's your job, that's your career. What's the difference? It's because his career is in the public eye. So it's seen as do what we say because we know best. But no, nobody can tell you best for you but you. Yeah. He knows how to, how to do that. Be like, I'm trying to be a boss. What? You want to <laughs> do No. No, don't like it. That. <laughs> skirt. Like, I'm ready. Skirt, skirt. That's how I want to be too. It, inspi- it inspired me so much. It's like, you know what? Whenever I get to the level, when I get to that level, I'm gonna make sure my shit's buttoned up and I'm not, y'all not about to Dave Chappelle me. No, nope, no, you're not. And that's why he put it out because he don't want us to get played like that. So I appreciated it. I guess one other question I had from you from that is it actually made me think that 
if somebody ever came to me and wanted to offer me a show called the Jasmine W Show, would I call it that or would I call it something else just so that I could protect my name? What do you think about that? Would you ever, if if Netflix said we want to give we want to give you the Jalen Eve Show, would you be hesitant to call it that? No. <laughs> I'd be like, go watch the Jalen Eve on the Jalen Eve Show. <laughs> That's perfect promotion, actually. Yes, that's my Instagram, my TikTok, and my Netflix show, girl. Honey, sign me up today. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, but I know what you're asking me. Um, that's all legal stuff. I mean, I have yeah. a lawyer, so I'd be like, I just ask him, like, I got a team or whatever. Hey, shout out to having a lawyer. No, ma'am, I'm ready. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would never be opposed to something with my name. I'm obsessed with my name. Like, I practice my signature every day. It's a problem. Um, so no, I would be fine with that. But like you said, like, it, it all depends on what does that mean? And like, in like copyrights or I know, like, there was something with Blue Ivy, how they were trying to steal her name at some point, too. So like, I know it's real complicated. Honestly, I don't know much about what goes into it, or like problems wise or, or, you know, legally. But if everything checked out, absolutely. <laughs> You do have a cute name. Like, you got a cute name, Jalen Eves. It's easy to say, you know. Like, see, but then also Jasmine. Mm, like the flower, like the tea. It's so soothing. Girl, I feel like, you know, every, every there's always a Jasmine. And she always scamming. Nobody's supposed to like you. They're not Jasmine W. And they are not you. So, I don't know no Jasmine. I do. You know who spells it like me? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, I don't actually. Uh, okay, well, my next question for you is um, Kevin Hart dropped a new special from the basement of his mansion, honey. Uh, a lot of people had to say. So my, my question for you is like, what was your favorite joke from the special? But I also wanted to talk about how like Kevin was, there are so many things, but Kevin was talking about how people are so critical. You can't say anything these days. And online people have so much, to me, like negative things to say about his special, but not even realizing how hard comedy is. And he just dropped it in the middle of a pandemic. Right, right. Honestly, I don't remember a specific joke of his that was my favorite. I know there were a couple moments. Like I know, I think there was one where he was talking about uh, somebody with one arm or something like that if they were trying to cancel him because he made a joke about oh yeah, yeah that, that was funny I don't remember the exact joke but it was it was something like making fun of people with one arm <laughs> which sounds bad when you say it back it actually terrible but <laughs> joke about being canceled for it I felt like it was funny like, yes protest with one arm and get tired like that shit was funny <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I think Kevin Hart gets a lot of hate sometimes because yeah. he he knows he he appeals to every audience and i think comedians typically don't do that like i mean you do for the most part like, they're superstar comedians obviously but at the same time it's like he's for everybody like he's for families he's for rated r he's for disney world like he's for he's so global yeah that i think that his comedy is different because he had he appeals to a bigger audience that is like a little more safe yeah. So people come at him a lot because of that, but that's still hard to do. Like nothing Kevin Hart has done has been easy. Like I read his book. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm like, I can't be mad at him because he's earned everything. He's all about money. I feel like he's more about the money, like versus like Dave Chappelle, like he's more about his name and like what he wants to do in his and you know, being the boss of things. Where I feel like Kevin Hart, like that he's might a be business. Also, yeah, exactly. He's more business. Like he's more about the money. Like because he's I think he's a highest paid comedian right now, isn't he? Or yeah, I think, I think so. I don't know 
But um, so I think that's more telling of, of him and his career because of that. Yeah. Stuff, but like I think it's special I mean it was it was good and like I feel like anybody hating again like they don't realize how hard this man works like he's in his house yes his house is beautiful and it's a mansion but he didn't just get that from doing nothing like exactly no that has a stage in their house because they just sat around and got lucky like no he worked for that shit and like you said to be writing jokes right now like where are you going where are you going? What's motivating your jokes? What's funny? Like, I mean, he has kids, so it's easier. It's easier to make jokes when you have kids because that's entertainment all day. Yeah. Still, like you said, like, it's so important to have a crowd. It's so important to have an audience to practice jokes. And, like, we lost that privilege. Totally. Like, first of all, if you watch the special, I kind of feel like it had such a, re- it had a relaxed tone to it. And that was purposeful. It was just something he was putting out too that was also relaxed. And he put it out probably with very seldom opportunity to practice the jokes ahead of time. Y'all be laughing at some of the weirdest shit I've seen on Insta- on TikTok or Instagram. Laughing at n- nothing. And I'd be so confused. Like, what? <laughs> she did a shimmy shoulder and clap. And you're sitting there, ha, ha, ha. Dying. Nothing. This man like writes actual jokes and performs them, and like he's always been good at his physicality and his his faces and his expression. Yes. That's what you remember from Kevin Hart. No, exactly. No. So it's like he has a lot of charisma, and regardless if if you feel like it was funny or not, I think you you gotta respect how hard he works. Like, exactly. Exactly. He he's not as successful for no reason. Like he deserves every amount of money every amount of fame that he has and i thought it was cute he involved his family and his wife like yeah you know he's doing something he's dropping content what y'all doing what are y'all doing uh, right home, watching judging doing nothing eating cheetos in your bed i don't have time watching judging and not even funny not and not funny at all like sometimes when i um comment on other people's videos or make videos myself, I'd be like, man, should I have said that? Or did it, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Did people trip off of, that's what I don't like about this time right now is I feel like, especially Kevin Hart, he's in that generation of comedians where you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Much. You could say whatever and there weren't a lot of consequences. If it was funny, you got that. Even if it was a little offensive, even if it was a little, you know, risky, like if it was funny, it was funny. And that was the only criteria. That's it. Now it's like, you got to be politically correct. You can't say this. You can't. There's so many restrictions on free speech that it's harder. Yeah. And I think Kevin Hart has always been able to adapt. Yeah. And that's also hard too. But like, he's an adaptable comedian. And I don't, I don't know how other people have been able to hold up, but he has because he can just, he's like Beyonce in com- comedy world. Beyonce can, she's going to survive forever. No matter what generation, no matter what storm. Period. She's out on the trend and kill it every time i feel like he's the beyonce of of comedy right now as far right as being adapt. yeah for sure i agree um okay well thinking since we're talking about critics the last topic um has to do with um another artist so the grammys came out with their nominations and a lot of people as far as r&b and hip-hop go were excluded like tayana taylor and i think Lil baby as well but um i, I didn't know Lil baby wasn't 
part of that. No, I don't think Lil Baby was nominated. And he was like, uh, words don't make me or whatever. You know, that's what he came out and said, which is a good attitude to have. But we found out recently recently that uh, Tayana Taylor is actually going to retire from the music industry. Now, she did come out and say it wasn't because of the Grammys. It was because she felt like she wasn't getting the support that she needed from her managers and the industry. And she felt like she just kept getting the short end of the stick. And... As comedians, especially, we get told we get told no a lot. You know, we get told that people are so critical of the things that we say, and these are our emotions, right? This is our life that we're talking about. So I'm wondering, Jalen, like, how do you feel about the constant fight to for people to recognize your work? Do you feel like, and we know Tayana has her own reasons for giving up, but do you feel like? that not being recognized for your talents is enough to give up? Or do you feel like even though you're not recognized for your talents, you should just keep going? Or how do you feel about that when it comes to your own uh, art? Okay, for me? Yeah. For me, then I have a different advice for other people. Okay. Um, well, for me, I feel like, like you said, that's something that we deal with on a regular basis, you know? But to be honest, I feel like when I started comedy, I, I, I feel like I, I kind of got recognition in the beginning. So like, I had, I had that happen, but at the same time, it's about keeping that and like like the momentum of just continuously being recognized and continuously growing and growing and growing and it doesn't always happen i know i've struggled with that as well so i feel like I under you can understand why tiana taylor is saying what she's saying and doing what she's doing and you could respect her decision but i think it's all about how you view yourself and you view your career as if, if it's a, if it's something you're, you're trying to do to be recognized or if it's something that you want to do because it's like in your heart to do it mm. Two different things you know there's two different types of motivation recognition or like just passion honestly facts facts so, and i think if the passion is really there and it's something that you feel like you can't do anything else with you're gonna keep doing it even if you're not getting the recognition because at some point you you just have to and i think tiana taylor her situation is different because i mean she already is famous she already does have money she already yeah. is established and like you know her husband as well so the wealth that comes from the recognition she already has. So I feel like maybe her motivation is less because she's doing well in life. Yeah. You know, she's fine. Yeah. It goes back down to like what's in your heart and maybe it's just not in her heart anymore. Yeah. That's okay if that's the case. But I know for me personally, I'm not where she's at. Yeah. And even if I was, I genuinely don't feel like I would want to do anything else because I don't. I don't think I can. Like, I've tried to go, like, the corporate route as well. Like, I did study accounting. Like, I had the internship. I got offered a full-time job, and I said no. Because in the internship, I was miserable. I'm like, how <laughs> doing this every day and, like, having the conversations and, like, acting like I care about shit when I don't? Like, I can't do that. And, like, I'm, I can, I can, I'm capable of doing other stuff, but, like, I don't think that's not going to fulfill me. You know what yeah. I mean? So for me, I don't feel like I could ever be at that point where, oh, I'm going to give up because nobody recognizes me. It's yeah. more, I got into this, not just not just to get recognized. I mean, you want that, obviously. I want to be the biggest star there is. I want, I want my name to hold like Beyonce. Of course I do. Yeah. At the time, that can't be my only focus or else the journey of it is just not going to be worth it. And maybe yeah. that's... Maybe that's why she made that decision because maybe her, her journey hasn't been worth it for her. And like, I don't know what she's experienced to judge her decision. Like, and I, yeah. I don't do that either. I feel like that's fine. Everybody's a different place in life. She has a baby. She has two kids. Like, yeah. I don't have none of that to be sitting here like, you giving up. Maybe she's not. Like, maybe yeah. she's, she's giving her all. I mean, I do think also there's always another route, but that goes back into what's in your heart. Like, 
Because yeah. if she felt like it, she could fire her whole team, be like, fuck all y'all. I'm going to make my own label. I'm going to do my own stuff. Yeah. I'm people. You know what I'm saying? Like, she could really just be a boss about it if that was in her heart to do. Yeah. Um, like, it could just not be there for her. But for me, I can't say the same. I feel like if I was in that situation, and again, I'm not. I respect her decision. But yeah. I feel like if that was me, I would get so upset that I would have to just say fuck everybody and do what I want to do. And you know, that's why I say, you know, me and Jalen, like we kind of think alike when it comes to respecting people's own personal lives and their own personal decisions. Um, So of course, of course I'm disappointed because I love Tiana Taylor. Her last album I thought was really dope. She is Uh, talented in, in every way. Everywhere she can dance, she can sing. She, her style is impeccable. The abs, crazy. Like, Girl, everything she can act, she can literally do everything. She's so dope. Um, but I think that you know, if I had shoot, if I even had like a hundred thousand followers and was doing my thing, you know, not even millions. She has millions and was doing my thing, and and there was like a hundred thousand people that really, really just f with it but you know if, i feel like if i had you know a, a hundred thousand people that just really loved what i was doing that would be enough to motivate me to keep going for me you know not saying anything about her decision but for me i don't want to give up on um because you know if, if i was going to give up because other people didn't like what i was doing i would have gave up already we would i thought we wouldn't have even had the nerve to start because everything that we started doing was off our own will, off of our own creativity, off our own mind. And like, that takes a lot of decision-making and like, you have to really stick with that and be sure about that. Even if you're not sure about that, be sure about that to other people. Yeah. To even try. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm actually, I'm curious about her experience. I feel like, cause I'm, I watched her on like My Super Sweet 16 and like, yeah. I didn't really know who she was at that time but I just thought she was so cool like just dope and like I feel like I don't know she's made something of herself to have her own name but I'm just curious like what happened to get to this point for her yeah I would love you know we may never know but I would love to know that oh my gosh I want to know all the tea give it to me give it to me I want all of it I want to know what happened I would actually I would pay to know that she needs to have a Zoom call and just have every Tiana, we dropping money for you, girl. I will pay. I want to know what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody, some people are like, the, the industry evil. It could have been, it could have been things that we can't even imagine, you know, um, which is totally true. So I'm interested to know, too. Right. And she's a woman, you know, like, I'm sure that makes it even harder. Yeah everything it's it's crazy because i feel like a lot of the old stereotypes of the old stories i people would tell me before i moved to la i thought that they were old and like that's retired stuff like it's not i don't know i mean i i didn't think about it that much so i'm like i don't care i'm here for me but like i see a lot of the stuff that they're talking about and it still happens it's crazy it's so crazy how it's still like very much a boys club and like girls still have to work harder and this and that and like i don't know in my mind i'm more like aware so i felt like everybody else was and it's just not absolutely not and you know comedy girl it's a mess all right y'all well let's step into the keep it real corner we're at the end of the episode and if y'all don't already know Jalen's about to give some good advice this person hit me up on tiktok Jalen, and they said um i want to be more confident but i don't know what i'm passionate about or what i want to do after high school um any tips for me uh, and this person's younger, you know, so 
what would your advice be for them? Um, to, t- to be honest, I feel like I've always known what I wanted to do. Like I've always known. I've never been, like, I don't, and I'm realizing how rare that is, I guess. I guess most people don't know what they want to do. I've always known I wanted to act. I've always known I wanted to perform. I didn't know I wanted to do comedy. That just came along with it. But it's still in the same realm of performing wise. I always knew I wanted to do that. So wait, my question for you is, what, if you can think back to the first time that you made the decision that you wanted to be a performer, an artist, a creative, an actress, when was that? Um, the moment. I mean, since I was little, like I was always into art and stuff. So I started off drawing and painting and like that used to make me really happy. The moment I knew I wanted to act was when I watched Raven, to be honest. that she She's literally the reason why I felt like I, I could do it and why I wanted to do it. I wasn't always confident to say that so yeah. that I can understand because if not knowing what you want is its own battle, but knowing what you want and being too shy to get it is a different battle. And I was at that point before also and I feel like sometimes I still act a little shy about it because it's like you know there's so much that comes along with being like demanding and grabbing what you want and like they don't really build you up for that you have to build it up yourself so I understand that's hard to do but um watching Raven on the Cosby show I loved her and I knew there was something like special about her and then when she had that to Raven that was when I really knew I was like I want to do that yeah and I was probably, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how old that was when that show came out. I was definitely in middle school or young. Yeah. But like, when I was a child, child, like I always gravitated towards like creative stuff. I love to make things and build things. Like I always was like that. So I knew I was creative and that made me happy. Specifically acting came from like just watching so many shows. Like watching TV like made me, like it literally did. Like that's yeah. what filled me and made me so happy. So I knew I loved it. Um, so I always had an idea, but as far as the person who doesn't know what they want to do, has no clue. The only reason why I feel like I knew what I wanted was because I leaned toward what made me happy. Yeah. I think that's what you have to do. Like, cause you might not know what you want to do, but you know, what makes you happy. You know, something that you're interested in. Like if you see somebody doing something, you're like, you know what? I'm curious how that is. Do it. That's the only way I feel you're going to ever find out what you want to do. What you like is just by trying stuff and not being afraid to try things that might scare you because you either will love it or you'll hate it but you'll know more about yourself at the end of the day just by trying it yeah I I was never afraid to try stuff which is why I learned that like this is what I like to do because I always tried it yeah towards what was interesting to me or what kind of made sense for me to do at the time so I feel like And and that will help you build your confidence because you're like, you're building yourself up. Like, you know what? You know more about you. The more you know about yourself, the more confident you're going to feel because you feel like you have an understanding. Whatever you understand, you're more sure about, you know, like people don't like math because they don't get it. But once you understand like a couple of equations, you're like, you know what? I can do this. Yes. Like it's just, and that's the same way that you feel about you once you know more about yourself. So I think that person needs to just try stuff and whatever, like, you're on Instagram and you're on TikTok and you like videos, think about why you like it. What made you like it? Why did you find it funny? Or why did you find it interesting? And there might be something in there that you could do too. Yeah. And the beauty about being in high school and I don't know, you know, how I don't know how old this person is if you're like a junior, freshman, senior or whatever. But that the beauty about it is you have the flexibility right now to explore those things without the pressure of like work and stuff like that. So explore freely right now and really get into things that you are interested in, like Jalen said, that you want to do. You know what I want to do? I have I don't like anything. I'm interested in nothing. I'm like yeah. 
you're, you're saying that because that's what you think. If you think you don't like anything, you're interested in nothing, you have no desire to be anybody or do anything, that's exactly what you're going to feel. Because yeah. you're telling yourself that. If you tell yourself, no, I, I love stuff. I don't know. Like, you have to change the way you think and, like, your mindset about yourself because that also, when you're judging yourself, you're not allowing yourself to really be. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you somebody who doesn't like anything, who doesn't know what they want to go or doesn't know what they want to be in life, that's what you're going to be. Mm. Hey. Mm. Go somewhere. You're going to go somewhere, honey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's facts, you know. And to be and to be that young and asking yourself these questions is really, really good because I know people who are 30 something that don't know what they don't know what they even are passionate about. And I didn't realize that that was so common. I really, really didn't. So I know like even in struggling to just do what we're doing and I have a lot of you know issues with that, but it's like just the fact that I know this is what I want to do. I didn't realize how much of a blessing that was. I'm like, yes. at least I'm in the right department. At least. Yes. If I got to shop around a little bit and like apply here, get fired there, that's fine. But I'm still in the mall. Like I'm still in the vicinity of where I need to be. And like, it's, it's hard to get there. I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know, but. <laughs> I didn't even know what I, what I, that I wanted to do comedy or I could, I always felt like I could be doing this. Like I've always been creative. And then I tried to be a model, like when I was 18 and then they said, no, you should be an actress. And I was like, actress? No, I said, I said model. Um, and you know, I just tried different stuff. I was always into creative stuff, but I didn't find comedy until I was working a corporate job and decided, what can I do at night? Cause this ain't enough. Mm, I love that. Ooh, I really and, love it. And ran into my passion, honey. Like, I tried modeling too. And like, I actually don't like it. What don't you like about it? I like taking pictures. I like like all the editorial, like commercial stuff, but I, like high fat, like runway. Don't care for it. <laughs> um, like I'll do it. Like I'll definitely. Let me not say that because please, like Victoria's Secret, I'll be here. But <laughs> like to pursue it as a career, yeah. that's what I, I like to do this part time. Or like if opportunities come, I would love it. But yes. I, I knew I didn't want to be try to be a model because I'm like, first of all, I, I want to eat. I don't. Period. Really I'm hungry, and it's like they're actually so much more critical than I feel like anything else that I've tried. Yeah. Honestly, which is I can handle, but like I didn't want to. Like I can handle this because I want to, but like I didn't want to with modeling. But that was something that people my, people thought I would like or really enjoy or want to pursue, and it wasn't. But I tried it and I figured that out. I know I like it as like a hobby, but I'm not about to be sitting here killing myself getting my no. I'm not <laughs> every <it>. day, <laughs> every psych, every absolute not. <laughs> <laughs> but like comedy and acting, okay, I'll be there. Exactly. But it's something that I had to just figure out, you know. Yeah. But I love that you figured out comedy through corporate. No, but that's true because they be whack. They're so dry. Not they don't. When I did accounting, I like the whole. It was just we were on the computer the whole time, and like I would try to crack jokes to them all the time, and they were just not having it. I'm like, y'all are. I can't do this every day. <laughs> My chest hurt. I can't. Y'all be talking about nothing, and it's just you're like, okay, can you put this number in? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but then when I tell you a joke, you be sitting there like, <laughs> girl, my my least favorite thing about corporate America is having to laugh at jokes that were not funny at all, just for the hell of it, because everybody else laughing. That's what kills your soul. That right there. 
<laughs> no, but it made for good content. Did you know we be doing videos like that? Girl. It's so funny. <laughs> the jokes and you're like. <laughs> okay. All the black references they try to make. Like, can you. Girl. Somebody asked to touch my hair last week. I'm like, there's no way people are still asking. To what did you say? I said, no. <laughs> and he thought I was joking because it was at it was at work before we got shut down and because I had passion twists it was and a so, white dude of course and you know I, so I came in looking different everyone's like oh I love your hair I love your hair I'm like thanks 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 and then he's like your hair is so cool and I saw his hand like <laughs> towards me it was like jaws man like, gravitate towards me he's like can I touch your hair it's so amazing and I was like no, like I got so serious because I, I, I'm like, there's no way you really think this, this is appropriate. And he was like, no, but seriously, can I touch it? And I was like, seriously, no, you, you cannot. He's like, no. I was like, get out. And then I just, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was, it, but that's like the oldest joke or the oldest thing you hear. But I'm like, people still still asking. We're not dolls. Like I don't be sitting here. Can I touch your biceps? I don't. I'm not a puppy. Not not a puppy. Rough rough no. Don't do that. I speak. Oh my gosh, girl. I can't believe people are still asking that at the end of 2020. Right. That's what had me shook. I'm like, do you know what year it is? What time it is? What's been going on? Like, It's December. Have- <laughs> During Christmas? It's about to be Christmas? Like, what's wrong with you? Oh my God. That's too much. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, listen, that was really good advice. I hope you, that helped you. If it didn't, Baby, uh, DM me, I guess, and then I'll let you DM. I'll give you uh, Jalen's. You heard Jalen's Instagram. I'll let you DM her and ask her some more because if that didn't help, y'all know what to do. Uh, <laughs> y'all, thank y'all so much for listening to this episode. Jalen, thank you for being on the show. Uh, what do you have? Like, what are you working on right now that... <clears throat> what are you working on right now? Tell us what you're working on so that we can follow you and just keep up with what you're doing. Well, thank you for having me again. Uh, this was like a beautiful conversation. I love what you're doing. Continue. I know you will because you're fire. Bad bitch, period. Jasmine, y'all don't understand. I remember the day Jasmine was like, I'm done with my job and I'm going to just do comedy full time. And I was like, yo, do that. A hundred percent. I remember yeah. the conversation and like to see what that has done for you has been such a motivating and inspiring experience. And I'm so happy that you're, I mean, I knew you were going to be fire. I knew it. I just didn't know what you were going to do. To like see what you're doing and like just putting yourself out there like that, girl. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, girl. Please. And I'm so proud of you. And you deserve everything. Everything. All right, let me stop because I'm going to sit here talking about Jasmine for another hour. Basically, (laughs) what am I I doing? I ain't doing shit and I'm playing. Um, (laughs) follow my social media i post videos all the time um like i said i am making an affirmations album but that'll be something that i post on my social media as well so dj lee jasmine said like 14 times so i hope you got it by now um just follow me i can't wait to promote your album your your audio album it sounds so sophisticated here i can't wait to promote your audio album That's going to be dope. Well, y'all, listen, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on the platform you're listening on right now. And if you loved Colored Couch Conversations, make sure to tell someone about the show, okay? Do not be selfish. You can follow us on Instagram at Colored Couch Conversations and watch the show on my YouTube. That's Comedian Jasmine W on 
YouTube, spelled J-A-Z-M-Y-N. Thanks to my dad. Uh, and thanks to Jalen for being on the show. Thanks, Jasmine.